This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 207-inch. On this episode, we wrap up our interview with Dan Butts, production designer for Weird, the Al Yankovic story, as we cover everything else and more from the film. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 207-inch. Yes, and if you take out the zero, it's 27. Yep. Uh... Well, with all that riveting small talk out of the way, let's dive right into what's happening in Weird Al-related news. Last Friday's episode of Jeopardy! featured an entire category called Weird Al Parodies. It's always great to see a category based around Al. And if this trend keeps up, it won't be long before they feature an entire Jeopardy! game based on Weird Al. We're happy to put the folks over at Jeopardy in touch with our close personal friends J.W. Halford and U.H. Jeff Nucera if they need a host and someone to come up with some additional Weird Al-related trivia questions. Now, although the questions weren't quite as tough as the Weird Al VIP Jeopardy questions were, the contestants collectively aced the entire category. If you wish to try your skills, Weird Al did share a clip over on his social media. And if you don't find them quite as easy as we did, well, I'm sure you'll do better next weekend on The Price is Right. David Zucker, Jim Abrahams, and Jerry Zucker have released an audiobook. An audiobook? What is it? It's a recording of a book or other work being read out loud, but that's not important right now. The filmmakers teamed up with a cast of celebrities and industry figures to chronicle the making of the influential Airplane movie. Weird Al is among the special guests to lend their voice to the project, along with Bill Hader, Molly Shannon, Sarah Silverman, Patton Oswalt, original Airplane cast members, and many more. Be sure to pick up the audiobook, Surely You Can't Be Serious, The True Story of Airplane, now, wherever you buy fine audiobooks. Or if you really don't want to hear Weird Al and the others read it, you can just buy the book version and read it yourself. Oh, and don't call me Shirley. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Now here's a reminder, this Saturday, October 7th, Weird Al talks with Andy Borowitz as part of the New Yorker Festival in New York City. The event is happening at 5.30pm Burrito Burrito Time at Webster Hall. If you plan on going, you better get there early as seating at the event is first come, first served, and doors open approximately 45 minutes before it starts. And those with early entry tickets are allowed to enter approximately 15 minutes before the general admission ticket holders have access. So you want to keep that in mind if you have an early entry ticket. Both Dave and I will be there, so please stop by, say hello, and yes, we'll have wooden nickels! Oh, and if you signed up for a New Yorker trial subscription solely with the intention of getting tickets to this event, and you don't intend to continue with the subscription, this is your reminder to go cancel it before you are charged again. Dave, as fate would have it, I was blessed with the opportunity this past weekend to eat at the establishment at which this episode is brought to you in part by, yes, Wizard Burger and Burrito Burrito in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito or Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger for mouthwatering loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. 
from Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit burritosquared.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. Nice, I bet it was delicious. What did you order? Well, I got the Roswell Burrito, but I added buffalo chicken and jalapenos. Mmm, Roswell Burrito. I hope they used plant-based aliens. And now it's time for what's happening in other podcasts that are not Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast related news. Our very own Ethan Ullman is a guest on an upcoming episode of the incredibly popular podcast, Normal Gossip. Well, technically, Dave, I'm on one of their subscriber only episodes, so only their paid supporters will get to hear the episode. Well, what can you tell us about the podcast, Ethan? In their main podcast, they have a guest each episode who joins host Kelsey McKinney as she shares a juicy piece of listener-submitted gossip. For the special subscriber-only episode that I'm on, they actually flip the script, and instead, I tell them a piece of gossip. Oh, I want to hear. Is it Weird Al related? Now, while the bulk of the episode has nothing to do with Weird Al, gasp, I know, we do briefly talk about Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, and I even share a piece of mini Weird Al fandom gossip. Oh, wow. I hope it's not about me. Uh... Well, anyway, how can I listen? The subscriber-only episode is set to drop on Friday, October 6th, and unfortunately for cheapskates, it's only available if you support Normal Gossip over at supportnormalgossip.com. Oh, that all sounds great, and I'm definitely going to give them as much money as possible, as soon as possible, but what can I expect? Well, good question, Dave. Now, I'm actually a big fan of their podcast, and I highly recommend checking them out if you're okay with spicy language from time to time, and enjoy gossip stories that are sometimes cringy, stressful, or frustrating, but always hilarious. I think it's safe to assume your episode has NSFW language, that is, naturally spicy, family-unfriendly words? Yes, NSFW, as long as you count family-unfriendly as one word. And now it's time for what's happening in celebrity gossip that TMZ totally should have covered related news. Over the weekend, Questlove held his third legendary game night, and none other than Weird Al was in attendance. According to photos Weird Al was tagged in on Instagram, in addition to partaking in games of Jenga and Uno, he was also drinking from, get this, a red solo cup. A red solo cup? Is that similar to the cups he drinks out of and throws at the audience or directly at you when he performs Smells Like Nirvana? It is exactly like that. Except this one was marked in Black Sharpie, in all caps, AL, and had a lime on the rim. Our sources have yet to confirm just how high the Jenga Tower got, if in fact Al was drinking one of his famous Yankaritas, or if Al plans to throw limes at future audience members. On behalf of Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, we'd like to share the following message in advance of our interview with Weird Al Yankovic story production designer Dan Butts amid the current Hollywood strikes. We have not been contacted by Roku or by anyone requesting promotion of the film Weird Al Yankovic story of any kind. We want to state that while we are discussing the film Weird Al Yankovic story, we are in no way promoting the film nor showing support for film studios that do not support the actors currently on strike. The intention of this podcast is to create an entertaining archive of information about Weird Al and his career, life, and supporters for both entertainment and informational purposes. Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast supports SAG, AFTRA, and all creatives in the film industry and beyond. 
This interview with Dan Butts has been amazing so far, and we're getting close to the end, but there's still so much more great content to go. So let's dive right in to the final part of our interview with Dan Butts, already in progress. We come next to the infamous diner scene. And a little insider uh, information here. The chef who gets, uh, or cook who gets his uh, head smashed in the uh, waffle iron there. And that is the same actor that Ethan and I interacted with back in the bar scene. Uh, his name is Thomas. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just remember we are you know, between takes, he's like telling us how he's going to record some more stuff. And he's like, yeah, I get my face smashed in a waffle iron. And Dave and I are yeah. like, what is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we don't know what's going on we you know we, we don't know the script at right. that point <laughs> right what's great about that was that was um that was kind of the genius of eric appel because we the first time we scouted the restaurant we were kind of going through and he, we were kind of talking about like oh like he you know someone could come out of here and do this and the waffle iron was just there and he's like, oh, my God, it'd be so funny if he just smashed his, ha- his head into that. Like, me and the prop guy are like, oh, OK, how do we do that safely? <laughs> oh. oh, it's so great. <laughs> yeah. You got to use what's there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, so coming out of the diner scene, we finally get to go to Colombia for uh, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> sure. Like you do. Pretty normal transition. <laughs> and you'd already told us this is uh, the same Hey Boy, just kind of dressed up differently. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's a, I think it was a slightly older, bigger Hey Boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah. It was the more adult. Uh, Hey boy, at that point, I believe. <laughs> Very cool. And is this a set with all the, the trees and stuff, or did you guys actually find a foresty area? No, we actually, that is um, a part of Warner Brothers backlot. Oh, okay. Um, maybe one of our most expensive sets. No um, way. <laughs> well, it's so hard to like find, uh, you know, an area that's dense enough that can kind of double as a, you know, Colombian uh, jungle. <laughs> Not that right. we're saying it's Colombia. It could be any country. <laughs> um, we wanted to make sure it was not. Uh, we never actually said Colombia. Okay. Um, uh, just because we felt like Colombia had been through enough, and <laughs> it's a great, it's a great country. And, um, you know, just thought it would be best that way. But um, to have a. Yeah. And uh, jungle that dense and stuff. It, it just um, Warner Brothers worked out so great for that. So um, I think we even did. I think we did half the day there, and then the other half the day we did um, at the restaurant. I think. Oh. Which is so crazy because most movies like they would have spent at least a day in the jungle. <laughs> um, but we were like, let's get it, and then get out of here for a next scene. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was great because we we were so used to you know using like our scrappy locations wherever we could, and then we all got kind of spoiled when we're like, oh, we're going to Warner Brothers today. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> um, it's just like logistically and geographically, it ended up um, working out best. But I'm sure uh, the producers weren't super happy about right. it because I'm I, I I know it was a lot of money, but it looks great. Okay. <laughs> it does. That's I think what it matters. worked out really well. It does. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and then we move inside for uh, Pablo's birthday party. Where was this one shot? <laughs> Escobar's lair was also shot um, on this crazy campus. They had this big warehouse. I don't even oh, know wow. what the warehouse was for, but um, like for for the school originally. But um, it was big and had stairs, and it just seemed pretty great for us. Um, so we brought a bunch of stuff there. Um, made a bunch of crates. Um. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did some uh, number 27 crates in there as well. Yeah, you definitely um, can see one right behind Madonna where she's tied up. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was, a, that was a very, very fun scene. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we had people rat- wrapping fake cocaine for uh, weeks <laughs> getting ready for that. We, uh, we went and went to rent all the fake bricks of cocaine you could and realized, oh my God, we are going to need so much more. Um, So that, that became a big part of our um, prop budget was, was just uh, the amount, (laughs) the amount of cocaine. Cocaine's expensive. It turns out. (laughs) Would it have been cheaper just to buy real cocaine at that point? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we used to do in the, in my eighties videos days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well there's also like wrapped up money and does yeah does that just come from a prop house they just have that kind of stuff yeah That's yeah amazing. they do i just think it's funny that there's a place where you can go and just rent wrapped up cocaine yeah <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah uh, hollywood is a wacky place you guys <laughs> um yeah it is it is very strange that would be a good cover for like you know if you actually wanted to sell cocaine though like, it's just movie yeah. props. <laughs> yeah. Really expensive um, movie props. Yeah. Those um those scenes were nuts because, you know, as you know, like the whole place gets shot up and cocaine and um money are flying everywhere. <laughs> so after every take you have to like kind of go back and reset everything the exact right, way right. it was oh, very yeah. fast. So um that became uh became very tricky, but um it was fun. <laughs> Um, I know the actor too that was playing uh Pablo um when he first came, he had this look on his face like what what am I doing? Like what is what is this? <laughs> He's like, This is the Weird Al movie, right? Am I in the, the yeah, right place? <laughs> it was uh it was really funny. He looked a little nervous in the beginning, but um he did such a great job. Yeah, Arturo Castro. Oh, he, he was yeah, Arturo, yeah. yeah man so yeah, funny he's definitely a standout for sure <laughs> he was great in the movie yeah i would love to hear about you know what, did the script call for sort of a for lack of a better words like kind of lame party decorations <laughs> which i think are hilarious or was that a budget thing <laughs> no it's funny that you said that because i wanted to go way bigger on that um i still think it's um hilarious that there's a mariachi band <laughs> In Colombia, yes. <laughs> <laughs> even though there are no mariachis in Colombia, um, but uh, no, that was a, a Eric thing. He was like, "I think it should be, just be super crap decoration, <laughs> like, like you know, like he did it himself, right? Like Pablo was like, yeah, sure. I'm gonna decorate for my birthday.'" <laughs> Uh, and it should be kids stuff and just kind of ridiculous. 
Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was all Eric. <laughs> crappy cake, like five balloons, yeah. the crappy yep. banner. I love it. <laughs> yeah. This guy's got millions of dollars in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so great. Yeah. Very fun. So not too long after this scene, we get to finally, we don't get to see what they make, but we do get to see the factory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the factory, wow, was a good find, uh. Also, also part of this uh, this vast uh, campus that we used, um, I think it's like I think it's randomly like the power plant or something for for the campus. Um, so it had kind of a bunch of like already kind of great machinery and stuff and pipes. Um, we brought in uh, we brought in a couple extra pieces just to kind of add to that, and then um, had uh, our effects uh, team, uh, Jonathan Combrink and his his team um, do a bunch of sparks and things, which uh, we thought would, uh, would add a lot. <laughs> when Al's punching in with his punch card, there's already a punch card there that says Oscar Flores. And if you watch the credits of the film, there's also someone named Oscar Flores. Who's the second, second assistant director. Yes. Why was his name chosen? It's just, it's not uncommon for us to win something where like you need other, uh, other people. We just use crew names also because legally you don't get in trouble. So, uh, you know, we could say, yeah, no Oscar here agreed to have his name on. (laughs) I, I, I actually thought we had, I thought Eric had a time card there as well but huh not that is visible no yeah right. if it's there it didn't make it didn't make it into on the screen yeah at least visible <laughs> now what about like the machine that daniel's standing at and you know pushing levers and twisting things around is that is that something <laughs> you had to uh, find uh yes we found like the bones of that and then i added a couple other like things to twist and uh, other <laughs> levers onto it and i think and then we added the lights and made those practical it's funny because you don't see it but I, like i think there's like three different people like below daniel like working on different things like making the light go off making, <laughs> you know something else happen <laughs> i think it was also on wheels too so we had to like kind of shore it up so it didn't like move every time he did something with it but I do want to point out a bit of a continuity error, Uh-oh. if if you uh, will, uh, will allow me to. Now, for Al's actual time card, his name is written not like Al would write his name, and we did already see his handwriting back in oh this, with the envelope with the envelope, and that looks like yeah. Al's actual handwriting. This one, you know, maybe it's just fame got to him and and just affected him down to his core, even to his handwriting. He was so upset to have to go to work <laughs> at that factory that, um, yeah, it kind of, it, it definitely affected uh, his motor skills and, uh, and handwriting for sure. Yeah, that's just how deep we go. We were like, we want to show his damage through his, uh, through his penmanship. Uh, and, and I'm glad you caught it. I'm glad you caught it. That's great. <laughs> So we go back to the the parents' house, and that's where we see mom, who has uh, gained some weight, and we also get to see the sketchbook, and we go into the Amish stuff. Were you part of the team who put that sketchbook, uh, the physical prop together? Yeah, yeah, we were. Um, the uh, our aforementioned uh, illustrator, Jenny, um, she 
she did all the art for that. So, so the same the same pen that made a skunk barf logo uh, <laughs> also did the incredibly beautiful um, scrapbook. Um, what's amazing is usually, um, you know, we do those things. Well, like uh, as a jumping off point, and then the visual effects company or and the animators will kind of go with it and go in their own direction. But it was awesome in that they, they took her actual drawings and those became the animation. Like it's really a, it was a really great um, match that they did. And, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm so glad that that worked out because she did such a great job and it was a, a lot of work. Oh yeah. Do you know if there were more than just, you know, we only see like one or two pages. Did she do beyond that? She did. In fact, I remember there was um, a couple other drawings based on um, notes in the script that uh, I think just didn't end up uh, getting shot that were great. That's so cool. Um, yeah. What a great attention to detail. Yeah, that was that was a fun bit. I, I'm just so glad. A lot of times you you know you do so much work for things like that, and then. You know, like I said, like the animators would be like, "Oh, we got it. Don't worry about it." We're and they won't they won't use any of it. Mm. But uh, this was such a great collaboration that they like they used everything for the most part she did and just expanded on it. So, so cool. So we get to the the Amish scene, which we already talked about with the barn frame and all that. Yeah, yeah, that was just um, that was like my my big nod back to the video, which mm-hmm. I unfortunately didn't get right. to do. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but yeah, I th- I figured fans would would like that. Like, oh, that's the piece that uh <laughs> falls on them, right? <laughs> um, I think we added some other bits too, like wagon a wagon wheel and You're some right. other like kind of Amishy things to kind of pop <laughs> pop help populate the stage. Yeah, and kind of during that scene, we cut to like a control room. Do you know where that was shot? <laughs> yeah, we actually shot that just right on right in our little backstage area. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm bummed because, uh, that Eric, uh, or I think originally said like, Oh, you could be, you could be at the, um, at the controls with me. Um, but I, whatever wardrobe I was wearing that day didn't really fit. Oh, and man. so, uh, so oh. our, our first AD did it. Um, uh, but she was great, but it was funny that it was fun that Eric got to get in there as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I found I found that that piece, that kind of huge controller, um, also at that History for Hire prop house. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, which was great. So we just kind of brought that in and kind of used the real um, backstage of the theater, which already looked pretty amazing. Um, and then we dressed that up a little, and then that became that that little bit. And so uh, the person with Eric, who is, and, and that is, by the way, Eric at the controls. And then, of course, Emily Newman was the yep. first assistant director there. And so this was all the same place where you filmed the stadium stuff and that backstage stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We used the same theater for um, all the concert mm. footage and for uh, the Grammys. Yeah. it's It looks so great. We go backstage and we see Alan, you know, the band and then Alan Demento. And that's all just that same spot. Yeah, it's actually the other side of that same stage. So we did the um, the controller part with uh, Eric and Emily on one side and then did the backstage area for the other side. And then later I would redress that and add like a step and repeat thing to make it the backstage of the Grammys. 
Oh, okay, yeah. And can you tell us about, you know, there's a, a really cool design with, you know, everything related to the Grammys or whatever it is in this universe. I know you probably couldn't get clearance on saying Grammys in the film. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, we kind of came up, we based it on, um, God, now I can't remember the actual Grammys. It might have been, was it 84, 85? Um, we based it on a certain year of the grammys um i think the year he won for eat it am i right dave right yeah because like the hulk hogan thing was an actual thing that happened (laughs) (laughs) that was uh that was that was real um oh (laughs) so uh we kind of based the set uh a little bit on that and then uh visual effects did like a set extension to kind of make it look bigger and grander Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I I the I was never super happy with the actual award itself. I thought it, that should have looked um, a little more serious, but it just it costs so much money to have like uh, a specialty prop like that made. It just mm. wasn't in our wasn't in our budget, which is a bummer because I I don't know I felt like it, that should have had more um, you know weight to it, like literally and figuratively. Mm. Like okay, um, but hopefully the hopefully the the fans will forgive us. <laughs> well i i don't have an issue with it i think it looks great i think it's cool i think it's no it looks yeah i think you know kind of in universe is kind of silly that it's it's a little uh bizarre looking like that i think that's part of the humor of it yeah okay good <laughs> <laughs> and obviously it's a, a reference to uh no i'm just kidding i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh an interview that al gave at a spokane uh radio station where he mentioned yeah, we go deep yeah that's great <laughs> also al gets shot al pees his pants wait uh, what oh, <laughs> I didn't, i've never seen the movie uh, <laughs> what happens <laughs> and uh and then we go into all these great kind of photoshopped photos of al yeah and it's funny because they did all that later in post so um that was so, that was so fun for us to see that because it was kind of the first time we all saw it was at a screening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. And of course, we are treated to an extra scene during the credits, and that's Madonna visiting Al's grave, and Al's zombified hand reaches out in front of this awesome gravestone. What well, can you tell us about this scene? Oh, that gravestone's great. Um, yeah the the gravestone uh, we had made. Um, we had a lot of lot of talk about um what it should say (laughs) i'm trying to think who came up i wish i could say i came up with it but um i didn't it was either eric or al yeah (laughs) i think it was eric but al like loved it and um and that is the prop that al took with him right (laughs) i said where uh where do you want this sir he was like he's can you just put it in the back of the car? I was like, I absolutely can. And he, he, he took it home and he set it up. He set it up in his backyard and did not tell his wife or daughter. He's, he's like, he's like, I'm just going to wait until they discover it. So I was told that uh, it wasn't, it wasn't too much longer that they were like, what is this? <laughs> And so how heavy is that? Is it like made out of it's, foam? It's or? not. 
yeah it's not heavy at all it's it's wood and foam okay um, yeah so i don't know how long it's gonna it's not gonna hold up great i think outside but right um, yeah <laughs> well hopefully al has it inside and protected because it's yeah it's so great yeah. <laughs> it is it's a pretty awesome piece oh yeah now were you on set when they filmed this scene i was yeah it actually um it it looks like a very simple scene but it was um it was very tricky because we actually dug a massive hole um at the location which unbelievably they let us do which um is you know pretty uncommon be like we're gonna dig a four by four hole here <laughs> to, to stick a human in here <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's uh it's kind of exactly what we did so t- who a who was the person whose hand pops out and b what is the situation are they underground in like a a box with breathing tubes or how, how does that work it was, um, yeah, just kind of a reinforced hole. Like, I think we put wood and stuff down there so um, they could be, you know, safe. Um, and then we had um, just like a wood top that we would put in at the end, but it had like a big hole. And then we had the, um, uh, like, sod over that. But then we, we would score the sod so the hand could kind of come out. Um, uh, and... It was uh, it was our line producer um, Zach that actually was <laughs> was down there. It was his arm, um, and just randomly early on, he was like, "I want to be the hand." And we're like, oh, oh, "Okay, yeah, yes, sir, boss." Um, but it was I bet better him than me. I'm, I'm not a fan yeah. of like uh, tight enclosed spaces, but uh, he dug it. I think he performed very well. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like I want to have his hand on our show, Dave. We should interview Zach's hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'll, he'll he'll talk for he'll talk for hours about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, who else are you wanting to talk to from the crew? Or is everyone? Is this it? Was I was I the last one? When the credits roll by, every single name that's in there, that's who we're hoping to talk to. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a few a few folks. Yeah. <laughs> We've got 2,000 episodes uh, that we need to record, so we have to go pretty deep here. Y'all have done a lot of episodes. Very impressive. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, <it's> <laughs> certainly a bunch of them are now Dan Butts episodes, which uh, yes! <laughs> we're very excited about. <laughs> Thank you for, for going scene by scene with us through through Weird. I mean, that what an undertaking that film was and so many incredible, great stories that you've shared with us. Yeah, it was so much fun. I, I hope that uh, somehow out there we can uh, we can do even another one. Weird too. Let's put it out to the universe right now. Weird too. Even re- weirder. <laughs> Sorry. Return of the bikers. It's just yeah. about. Oh, there you right. go. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You, I'm sure you've got a spinoff series in your future. I hope so. I mean, you know, they they did Suicide Squad and then they did the spinoff with in, with Peacemaker. I feel like we're we're the natural spinoff candidates from this film. Oh yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, 
hate to go back in time a little bit, but there's one thing you did with Al that we skipped over, and that is Al directed the music video for Rocking the Suburbs by Ben Folds, and I think we we skipped over that in our our haste to cover the 5,000 other things you've done with Al. So (laughs) I just wanted to give you an opportunity if there's anything you wanted to say about that or anything in particular you remember from that. Um, I just remember, like, once again, like, how crazy organized um al was as a director and like he would just he would come up with these great like sight gags and trippy things to do in camera that we did with ben and it's it i don't know i feel like a lot of people forget like what a great actual musician al is you know they focus on the comedy and stuff but um right he really is an incredible musician and he knows that world very well so someone like ben folds like he had so much respect for al and uh it, it was just, it was great. It was a lot of fun. I was actually a fan of Ben Folds and became even more of a fan. I remember early on in our prep, Al was like, well, why don't we meet to talk over some stuff? And we met while Ben was rehearsing for um, for his upcoming tour. And so it was so great to just be able to sit in on uh, this band rehearsal. But wow. um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was very cool. And then later, I think, I think Al was there or maybe he just got me tickets, but we were both at the same concert when, when Ben uh, performed in LA. So, Great. but yeah, it was, it was a, so cool. it was a lot of fun. One of the weirder things in the video that I suspect maybe you had something to do with creating was when Ben is playing the piano with really long arms. Did you create yeah. those arms? <laughs> we did. And I, it's so funny because I watched, I watched that video again recently and i was trying to remember how the hell we even did that (laughs) i think most of it was like a you know the camera like pulled back and i think we had something like expanding in his sleeve or something that like created the arms i but yeah i remember that was a was a a wacky ask of that video there's got to be something you know i mean al's al's directing um al made it in that video as well yeah (laughs) yeah Yes. No, it's a great video. I mean, it's, it's very obviously a Weird Al video. There's a lot of parody in it. There's a lot of humor, and uh, it's it's great. And it, so you got that gig through Al, it sounds like. Yeah, we had, uh, because we worked together, he was like, yeah, um, he brought me on that. And then I think by that time, our producer uh, finally understood who Weird Al Yankovic was. Since... <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 She had no idea before. <laughs> um, I It's funny. The first time my mom met Al as well, because Al, uh, you know, if if it didn't conflict with um, Drew Carey, uh, he would come to my house <laughs> for my birthday. Uh, and I remember my mom was there one time and it was funny because all, all the other people at the party were just it was just like some close friends and they were all kind of tripping out that Al was there. And um, Al goes up and introduces himself to my mom. And my mom uh, was like, Hal, did you say your name's Hal? And the whole party is like, everywhere. I'm just like, I just drop my head and I'm shaking my head like, come mom, come on, mom. <laughs> you watched his videos with me in the 80s. Like, it's not Hal. <laughs> so embarrassing she was never brought back to a birthday party (laughs) she started going to drew carries too (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Um, oh man that's great (laughs) 
Has Al met any other members of your family? I think he met. I think he might have met my sister at one point, but um, and then he. I mean, he knows my wife and daughter. Yeah. Um. Now, but um, but yeah. I. It was funny. I remember. I think probably the first party of mine. He used to. He came to. I before I was married. I used to have kind of some crazy parties at my house, and um, he showed up one year and. He was just kind of sitting by himself in the corner, and this uh, this woman at the part at the party came up to me, who's very, uh, very young, very attractive. She's like, "Who's the guy that thinks he's weird Al in the corner?" And I go, that's uh, that's uh, that's Al. That's Al Yankovic. And then I came back. I came back like four minutes later, and she's like right next to him, talking him up. I was like, "Uh huh." That's how that works. Oh my um, god, that's amazing. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great <Yeah>. story. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, so great. Dan, this has been an epic, epic interview because of the content, but also how long it is. So we really appreciate you taking all this amazing time to walk us through your career with Al and this has just been so so much fun and we really hope we have you on for another 15 hours sometime. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. I mean, thank you so much for doing it. I mean, I'm assuming you're going to edit it down. And it'll be like two and a half minutes by the end, which is just fine. <laughs> Probably smart. Um, don't let the art guy babble on. This will be the new rule. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for uh, ha- having me on the, on the show. I love it. A humongous thanks to Dan Butts for this epic interview that went way deeper than any of us first imagined. For more information as well as clips of Dan's work, check out his website over at danbuttsdesign.com. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota beautiful, it's also vehicle-friendly. Now, anyone who owns a vehicle knows that driving can be pretty stressful. Oh, yeah. There are literally dozens of things you need to pay attention to. Uh, Other drivers, traffic signals, road conditions, uh, pedestrians. Yeah, that's only four things. So? You said literally dozens? Well, regardless, one of the most stressful things about driving is having to find easy and convenient, and if you're a cheapskate, free parking. And unless you're someone who always frequents establishments with valet parking, it's safe to say you have to find parking all by yourself on your own. Ugh, just thinking about it gives me heartburn. Well, don't worry, my fine friend. Darwin, Minnesota has plenty of parking available. Well, if that alone isn't reason enough to visit, I don't know what is. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next sanctioned parking expedition. Discover Darwin more than just a twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to incredible sponsors Burrito Burrito, Wizard Burger, Jackson Scoggins, and Discover Darwin. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters. Zeb, Matt, Kenneth, Allison, Ajax, Blair, Kev, Ron, Scotto, Gus and Alicia, Zach, Dana B, UH Jeff, Adriana, 
Jake, Javier, and also thanks to Trevor Son and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us over at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your very own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every one of our bonus episodes, and the self-satisfaction of doing something important with your otherwise pitiful, meaningless existence. And now would be a good time to join if you haven't already, because you'll be the very first to hear each and every one of our remaining brand new, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes the instant that they drop. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting this fine podcast. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so make sure you join our Facebook community over at group.2000inch.com, and remember to visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rump the Goody-related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and past guests over at 2000inch.com or weirdalpodcast.com. And while you're there, click on ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour. Or click on black and white and weird all over bonus episodes for our special series where author John Bermuda Swartz walks us through his first book page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, X, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you do not miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, it gives your finger a nice little brief workout. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula, as seen in the 2023 Ring award-winning graphic novel the illustrated al the songs of weird al yankovic that number is 347-772-8852 put it in your phone give it a call and you might even hear your message in a future episode thank you once again to our guest dan butts for joining us this episode and the past four inches for our first five-part interview Thank you to Heather Malone, Jerry Zucker, Jim Abrahams, David Zucker, Kelsey McKinney, Alex Sujong Laughlin, and Jay Talviera. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to the Emmy-nominated Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you, as always, for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to gill and chill, keep listening to Weird Al, and stay cheesy. All right, Ethan, I am so excited to see you this weekend for the New Yorker event. Oh, me too, Dave. It should be an absolute blast. You know what? You should come a little early and we can hang out and play pinball and nerd out all about Weird Al. Oh, that sounds great. I will definitely come early and I'm going to spend some time with you in New Jersey beforehand. Great. What time do you think you'll be arriving in New Jersey? Uh... I can't tell yet. You can tell me. I'm your podcast partner. No, no, no. I mean, I'm just not sure. Well, can't you take a guess? Well, not until Friday at the earliest. You can't take a guess until Friday? (laughs) 
That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 207-inch. And what is... That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 207-inch. Who's the guy that thinks he's Weird Al in the corner? Hal? Did you say your name's Hal?